0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Vegas Guys Locker Room. I'm your host, Jesse. Hey, guys, Super Bowl is on the way. It has been decided. We're going to break down some games of the championships, Baltimore versus KC and the Niners and the Lions. So first, we're going to talk the conference championship in the AFC. We're going to talk about this Baltimore, Kansas City game. A lot of people took looking to take Baltimore to get there. I mean, they look like the far superior team during the whole offseason. Baltimore was favored by four. I just don't think they played to their strengths. I mean, you got to get back to me on this one. Why are we trying to have Lamar win the game when your biggest asset all year long was running the football? You did not run the ball. Another aspect of it is you didn't see Lamar use his legs to create plays, especially when momentum was all on Kansas City's side in that first half. Did we get enough action out of, you know, Lamar Jackson? I saw many opportunities where he could have just tucked it, ran, pick up some yardage, get the ball moving, try to get some momentum going for your team. He's trying to win the game from the pocket. Listen, Spagnola challenged that he couldn't beat him from the pocket. Did that play in his mind where yes, I'm going to, and he he decided that he wasn't going to run the football? A lot of those things were interesting to watch. I don't think Lamar played the game to his strength. I think he tried to do more than he really should have. Kansas City gets out to that early lead and never looked back. Baltimore's defense did did well. They, the first half, they kind of struggled. But it looked like in the second half, it, it's it's kind of two-way street. A lot of people say, listen, they held them three points in the second half. Or was it at that point Patrick Mahomes just game managing because he does that very well. He does that, just pick up first downs. Okay, we didn't get a punt. Let the defense play defense. Especially with this Kansas City team. The defense has played great. Spagnola's got that team playing amazing football on that side of the ball. And listen, you could say it either way. You can say Baltimore's defense played great, or you can say Kansas City managed the clock and just kept running the clock out, which which is it could be viable. Kansas City's run game, though, it looked legit during that game. Really, really ran the ball. Isaiah Pacheco was, they, I think they mixed it in well. The play calling was fantastic by Andy Reid and company. I think they did a hell of a job mixing that in. Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. Really, it probably wasn't the toughest challenges for him this year. He was playing against his Baltimore defense and he, he held his own. I got to give it to him. Held his own, even though, he, you know, all them Swifties out there. God. I'm sorry. I can't take that Swiftie stuff. That is ridiculous. I mean, you got. Grown people watching the game that don't know nothing about it, and all they want to talk about is Taylor Swift being in the booth. And my God, how many times does the camera need to pan the Taylor Swift in the booth? Like, come on, man. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I know as a football fan, I don't care. I don't care that Taylor Swift is there. I don't care. My Gosh. Ah. Anyways. With this win, is Mahomes now the new GOAT? I know there's been a lot of talk in the media Everybody's saying that he's he is far better than Tom Brady. Here's my thing. I don't think you can go in that discussion yet. I think it's a little too early. I think the only time you can compare people is when their careers are finished. You know, Kobe and, you know, they did this with Kobe and Mike in when Kobe was still playing. You couldn't get there. you got to see what the final product is. I mean, listen, he's 28. Yeah, great. He's on a great path. We don't know what next year brings. He could maybe never make the Super Bowl again. You know, this team could get worse. Andy Reid's not getting any younger. If he leaves, does this team fall apart? You can't you can't decide that. An injury, boom, he's anything can happen. Like you can't label him the GOAT already. Let's wait. You know, Tom's got seven Super Bowls, so listen to me, that's the benchmark. You can get the seven Super Bowls. All right, now you're in the discussion. Otherwise, I'm moving on. Moving on. Anybody else hear that Tom Brady's uh merging his company with the uh, no bull company? You know, the uh the same uh, owner that's uh, has you know was responsible for body armor and vitamin water and all that good stuff. So hey, kudos to Tom Brady, fucking congratulations, man! Awesome, awesome job. Really, uh, really, probably a smart move to merge with that company. God knows what he's doing. Everything he touches, business wise, seems to work out. Tom Brady doing his entrepreneurship probably a good move too, especially with him getting into the broadcasting. This uh, this coming up next season with Fox, it's going to cover the Super Bowl, guys. So. Hey, can the goat be goat at the uh at the booth, the booth job there, right? My biggest takeaway from Baltimore, Kansas City this, especially with Lamar, are these games just too big for him? Are they too big for Lamar? It seems that every time he gets into these big games, he he tries to do things that maybe are not in his comfort zone, not in his wheelhouse. I just I, I wish I, I would like to see him stick to what his strengths are. And really get that matchup, because every time you look at it he's trying to do the pocket passer thing. that's not your game, Lamar. That's not your game, and it's fine. It wasn't cam Newton's game, it wasn't Colin Kaepernick's game. it's Russell Wilson extended plays. You have got some amazing athletic ability. Utilize it, Utilize it. don't be afraid of it. Don't think anybody's thinking any less of you. I don't care. Win games that's what the NFL's about. Just win the games and then move on. You can, you're you going to have critics no matter how you play the game. At least win it. Win it and you don't have to, hey, did I win the game? Good, leave me alone. Now, when you lose a game, it gets amplified 20 times. So, listen, I I don't know with Lamar if the games are too much or if he tries to do too much and tries to be somebody who's not. I'd really like to see him be the guy that gets him there, that MVP that played throughout the whole season. I'd really like to see that. and Hopefully – one of these years, you can get that. I, it's going to be tough with Baltimore. I just, I don't know. Uh, with them getting back, I think this was the best shot that the Ravens had. Listen, it's, it's kind of that situation where the Colts and the Patriots in the uh, early 2000s, where you had Peyton Manning on one side and you had Tom Brady on the other, and it just seemed like Tom always had the edge. Now, you're waiting for that game where Lamar probably uh, finally breaks through, as Peyton did against Tom. But hopefully, on you know, today's free agent market, I mean, a lot of players move, a lot of money. I mean, there's a lot of money being being moved around, especially if your team's successful. Coaching changes now are got a yearly thing. Like you do two good years as an OC or a DC, and you're moving on to a head coaching job. Like there's it's just a whole different ball game, especially in the front office nowadays. So, hey, kudos to Kansas City for holding it together. But the Ravens, hey, you got to prove that you can uh, you can do it. Uh, just as KC's done. Next game I want to talk about is of course the Niners and Detroit. And man was I nervous watching this game. <laughs> I I'm telling you, I I think at one point I was like, should I just turn this off and just save myself some heartache because it was getting hard to watch. I'm sitting there, I'm yelling at the TV, I'm not happy, very angry, you know. Then you see how the defense is playing against the run of Detroit. And Detroit is just running the football all over this Niners defense, who I'm starting to think is maybe a little overrated. I think, uh, who was it that said it best? I can't remember who said uh, the good breakdown on the Niners front four. They, When it comes to rushing the passer, they are like the Avengers, Marvel Avengers. When it comes to stopping a run, they're like the Care Bears. I mean, Jay, just, man, they fold. They fought they just let people run through there. We are not stopping the run we haven't we didn't do it against Green Bay. We didn't do it against Detroit, but Detroit did come back and give us a hand because they ran the ball seven times in the second half. I'm sorry didn't you have a seventeen point lead? <laughs> you had a seventeen point lead. And you threw the ball, I believe it was 21 times, and ran the ball seven. It was completely flip-flopped in the first half. I think it was 20 rushes to seven passes, and you dominated. And then you changed up your whole entire scheme, which I get. I think I think the pressure got to it, and that was the only way I could see the Niners getting back in. I remember sitting there just thinking, how, how in the world can we get back in this game? Okay, we're getting the ball at half. We've got to score. You've got to score. You get in there, you score, and you get the turnover. And you score again. Bam. Like that, you, you see it, and it's a it's a new ball game. It's a brand new ball game. Just like that. Here was the big thing. Then it really, I think Detroit kind of got into the all right, let's get this lead back. Let's get this, let's steal the momentum. I think they kept trying to get the big plays, really getting away from the run, unfortunately. Because the run, the running game was your big play. You were just taking chunks out of the Niners' ass. I mean, come on, just go. Go, just run that rock. I mean, really. I mean, Detroit, you ran that rock. You probably won that game because you—they weren't stopping you. There was—they had no answer to your run game with Jameer Gibbs and and David Montgomery. There was no answer. But I think the biggest change was my son. And uh, at halftime, he got a little hot and took his sweater off, which was a Niners sweater. And then I was talking to my father during the half, and he explained to me that you know, his mom is a big Green Bay Packers fan, and. He found it kind of interesting that as he's sitting at my father's house on the weekend because I have to work is cheering on and wanting the Green Bay Packers to beat the Niners while he is wearing his Niners gear. So I was like, okay, let's take this off since you've jinxed it, (laughs) since you've tainted this sweatshirt and they come back, comes back. And then we come down their score. We look good, look good on offense. Offense is finally clicking. I'm attributing that to, to to taking off the tainted sweater that Jace was wearing during the game. So, know, yeah, that's my that's my take on it, and that's how we made the comeback. Was we we got bad we got rid of the bad juju that uh, Jace had brought on that sweatshirt. You no, know, but it was it was interesting to watch that. A lot of people blaming Dan Campbell for costing them the game with those two fourth downs. Listen, I, I agree with the first one. I think the first one was very aggressive. I liked the call. The second one, though, by that time the Niners had stolen all the momentum. And I truly believe that momentum is a thing. You needed to kind of plug the bleeding and getting it to a tie game and going, okay, guys, reset. Could have helped change maybe the momentum in that game and maybe got your guys back on track. But instead of going for it and you don't pick it up, everybody now on the sideline is in that panic mode. Oh, my God, we are coming away with no points again. And we're still losing. So now, instead of resetting and calming down and trying to get the momentum back, you go straight into panic mode. And I think that's what ended up happening with Detroit. A lot of people are like, well, he's made those calls all year. Yes, I get it. I get it. He's made those calls all year. But this is the conference championship, and sometimes you got to go. Okay, take the points. We haven't had many this this half. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it was just, you just yeah hadn't scored. You hadn't scored. Get the points. Try to get something building. Try to hemorrhage that bleeding. And then reset and get your guys back on track. So but it's all right. Hey, my Niners get to the Super Bowl. I'm happy. I'm happy. So thank you to the Lions for uh pulling a what usually is a kind of Shanahan move where we're gonna go in with a big lead and rather than run the ball, we're just gonna throw the ball, you know, a bunch of times like we did in Super Bowl when we played Kansas City last, where we had the lead and Rather than trying to run the ball like we, like our team was built for, let's let's throw passes. So usually that's something that Kyle Shanahan does, but this time it was Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson. So what's next for Detroit? Can they get back to the you know to this championship game? You know they're probably going to lose their OC. It has not happened yet, but I know he's favored in a couple places to go. Uh, he's got some interviews lined up, I believe. I believe the Seahawks and the Commanders. Are kind of in the mix, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how Detroit handles losing their offensive coordinator for next season. Does this team look different? Do they look the same? I mean, listen, if you just stick to the running backs, so, you know, you got the running back side up. You got some great young players. You guys hit on rookies at an unbelievable rate this past year. Jamison Williams starting to look like he uh, he can contribute a little bit in that wide receiving core. Amon Ross still looks awesome. Laporta looks like a stud. Looks like a stud, and of course, you got Gibbs and Montgomery. You got Thunder and Lightning back there. Montgomery still got some got some juice left, and Gibbs is just handling his own on the outside. I mean, like the speed of that guy just crushes defenses. Now you got you got to try to keep that whole thing together. I mean, guys are going to want to get paid. You know, you're going to have to try to figure it out. That offensive line, keep that O line together. D line was really looking good. That's one thing that I, I got to give Detroit this year. They really focus on on listen that defense was horrendous, and they finally decided let's focus on one thing. Let's be good at one thing, and that was stopping the run. And I got to give kudos, you know, to Aaron Glenn, to uh, the defense, the, the DC over there in Detroit, really making that transition and being like, listen, okay, rather than just trying to be an overall defense, let's focus on one thing and be dominant at that. So kudos to Detroit, but I don't know what's next for you. I don't know if you can get it back between these two teams, Baltimore and Detroit. I think Detroit's the more likely of of those two teams to try to get back, simply because there's so much talent in that AFC. I mean, you still have Josh Allen. You're hoping that Justin Herbert comes back now with Harbaugh being his coach. You've got a lot of good QBs in that uh, in that that division and that conference alone. Trying to get back to this, it's this is no small feat. I mean, that's why I thought this was uh, Lamar's chance, you know, to, to really get back. You know, Burrow could be back. You know, he's going he's gonna to have his his comeback season next year. There's, there's just a lot. There's a lot going on out there. And I think that with those talent, those guys are hungry, especially with Mahomes owning it. It's going to be tough to get back there. Now let's talk about we got the Super Bowl coming here to Vegas. Our lovely Vegas town is going to be hosting its first ever Super Bowl it's going to be a madhouse in town. I mean, I've looked at hotel prices and ticket prices. How the hell do you afford to go to this game? My God, that is ridiculousness. And who kudos? Hey, if you, you got the money to shell that out. Good for you. I just can't see spending that kind of money. I mean, you're looking at nosebleed seats going for six grand and hotel rooms going for four. You're looking at $10,000 just to watch a football game. Yeah. I'll watch it at home. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I I can watch that and have a couple cocktails and relax on my couch. So I think that's where I'll go with this. So it should be interesting. Could be a a fun time here in the Sin City. It's going to be an interesting weekend. You know, we got the uh, we got some events going off in town. You got Lunar New Year. And of course, the Super Bowl. So should be interesting, guys. Please be careful out there on the roads that coming up weekend. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be crazy. Stay your ass at home. Just stay at home. If you guys don't need to be out, don't be out because it's going to be a madhouse in town. I mean, there's going to be people from everywhere here. So, listen, that NFL experience, that's going to start this coming up week. So, listen, if you can get to that, go enjoy that. Be here. Uh, be careful down there on the strip. You know, still doing a lot of construction traffic, so painted, but But, hey, it's it's a, it'll be good for the city. Hopefully it brings us some, uh, some revenue and hopefully uh, we can make out with that game going there. All right, now that's going to bring us to our NHL coverage. We're going to break down some uh, NHL news. Of course, we're at the All-Star break here. New kind of concept to the All-Star weekend where they're picking teams. Almost, I believe, the NBA does the same thing. I don't know. I'm not a big NBA guy. I believe they do that same thing where they they pick their teams. Um, Should be interesting. A new spin on it. But we're going to break down some of the uh, conference leaders, division leaders, and what it looks like going forward. Biggest story, though, of course, is the Edmonton Oilers. That win streak is getting insane, and I believe we have to play them coming out of the All Star break shortly. The Western Conference, especially the Pacific Division that the the Vegas Golden Knights are in, really, uh, we we really struggled. Our our injuries have caught up to us. We won. Um, we held our own for the most part, but it's starting to take its toll. We, we're losing games we should win. Vancouver has a game in hand on us, and they're up seven points on us. Vancouver looks legit this year. That uh, Rick Tockett uh, uh, being hired last year really changed the tide there. Hughes on the blue line has been fantastic. That team is playing lights out. They've made a lot of uh, moves, and it has really paid off for them. So kudos to Vancouver. They they look strong this year. Hopefully we can challenge them. Hopefully we can get healthy. But the, the big thing is Edmonton is right. On our tail, Edmonton sitting third in Pacific uh, Pacific with that big long uh, long win streak, and also five games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights and four games on in hand against the Canucks. That team looks unstoppable at this point. Team looks like it's on a mission. Hey, it's 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 got to flip sooner or later. You know, Edmonton was going to want to break out years and years of heartbreak. You got two of the best players in the world on that team, and Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid, who would definitely be any team's best player. You put them on any team right now, they're the best player on the team. Hands down. You got both of them on the same team, and, and Edmonton is finally trying to start figuring this out. They The big thing with those guys is defense has always been their kind of their struggle. Goaltending has not been great, but they're finding ways to win now. And they look like they're really playing a huge 200-foot game. This win streak is going to be enormous. Hopefully they can break the record. I'm rooting for them just because Edmonton and Connor McDavid, to see the best player win is always good for the sport. Leads us into the Central. Colorado, of course, still leading that by one point. That's a very tight division, one, two, and three, all separate by one point apiece. You got Colorado with 67 points. Dallas with 66 and yeah Winnipeg sitting there at third with 65 but Winnipeg does have two games in hand against both teams could be interesting Dallas I really like Dallas in the in the central Colorado though is never going to give that up without a fight and Winnipeg has really kind of moved into its own I think taking a step forward sooner than we thought they would especially with that that team we thought that team was kind of at the end of the last season we thought some guys were going to leave decided to stick it out and listen they're 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 pressuring uh, they're pressuring uh, Colorado for number one. So hey, good for them. The LA has kind of taken a fall backwards a little bit. Maybe this was a good break for them in the All Star break. St. Louis, Seattle, you got Nashville still in the wild card hunt. So Western Conference, I still think right now the Edmonton Oilers are the best team with the Vancouver right behind them. I think those guys are the two best teams in the Western Conference as of now, in my opinion, even though Edmonton doesn't have the points, say, as Vegas, Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg do. I just think that the way they're playing right now. it's You got to give them kudos on that one. Let's move it on to the East. Boston still doing its thing. I just I can't believe what Boston has done this year. After last year, you thought there was going to be some fallback, and especially their two top-line centers retiring in Krejci and Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron retiring. You thought those guys would take a step backwards. You didn't know who was going to fill that, that in, and you know that's always your most important position is that that center position, especially in that front line and and your second line. And guys have really filled it in. Coyle's look great this year as as kind of that journeyman player. Has always been on that third and fourth line wherever he's going. Kind of moving up in the in the roster. He's he's looked good this year. Florida, of course, getting back on track in Tampa Bay. Hanging in there, it doesn't seem like Tampa Bay's that dominant as they once were. You know, Vasilevsky, of course, missed the beginning part of that season, so they, he was coming back from an injury. It's going to be curious to see what this All Star break does for them. They have played one more game uh, than both Boston and Florida, so Florida and Boston do have one game in hand on third place Lightning. Let's see if those. Yeah, you know, listen. Those guys have had their run, but that's a lot of hockey to play, and they're not getting any younger. That's a lot, a lot of hockey to be playing, and they they capitalize on a lot of winning those cups. So kudos to them, but they're still in the fight. Metro, you're looking at New York, who's who's stumbled lately. They've really been struggling. Uh, Shostakin has not looked as as dominant as he has in the past. I think right now he's one of the bottom in uh, in statistics as far as goaltending wise carolina's hanging start quietly in that mix is philadelphia philadelphia is you know changing that culture there and the flyers kind of getting back to um getting back to the basics i don't know about the flyers i think they've they've won some games they should have lost their their goal differential of course they're in the minus there but still in third place should be interesting you got to keep your eye on of course toronto detroit looks great what do they look like when they get caner back and of course you know I was kind of curious to see what the Devils will look like this year, but losing Jack Hughes has has definitely hurt him, and the Buffalo Sabres, who I had high hopes for. You know, I'm a big Alex Tuck fan. I love – he's probably my favorite player in the sport right now. To see that Buffalo Sabres team just continually year after year struggle, I just – I I don't know what else they get. Looking at the roster, you're like the talent is there. They just can't seem to break that culture of losing there in Buffalo and – it's unfortunate with a goal differential of minus nine and a losing record at this point with 48 points, 49 games played. I'm hoping they can get some magic going in that second half because I'm really pulling for them. I'd like to see Buffalo Sabres getting back in the playoffs. Big thing is the fall depends. The, the Penguins have really – listen, they tried to revamp and make one big more push. I know we uh, – Riley Smith went over there and in a trade we had to do some salary camp dump and – I thought that was going to be a good move to play with those guys in Pittsburgh. They went and got Eric Carlson to go along with Chris Letang on the blue line. I thought that was going to be huge. And their power play is the one that struggles. You got Chris Letang and Eric Carlson on the blue line, and your power play is struggling. Not a good sign. Not a good sign that the Pens kind of showing their age. Sidney, kid, and Sid the kid is still looking good. I mean, he's still dominant as ever. He's still one of the best players in the league. You're never gonna be you know, break down uh, Crosby. He's he's been the the rock in that locker room and on the ice for those guys. So hopefully maybe the Pens can make a push and get back in the playoffs. But Toronto, Detroit, Detroit's looking great. I just think it's gonna be a little tough for the Pens to sneak in this, especially with these uh, some of these these teams you were hoping that were gonna make a move. The Devils, the Islanders, of course, now with their their coaching change to Patrick Waugh, that always gives you a boost. Did they get back in this playoff race? And, you know, with Elias Sorokin there and, and goaltender, you can never count out a team that has great goaltending. And Sorokin is a great goaltender. Can Patrick Washer sure up that defense? Because their goal differential is horrendous. I mean, they're in the wild card hunt. They are five points behind Detroit, who currently ho- holds the last wild card spot. But with a goal differential, a minus 23, you really got to make some changes. So hopefully Patrick Walker can get this team back on track, and we'll see what goes on there. But, hey, guys, we're running out of time. So... Just want to talk about mental health with you guys, especially for men. Listen, guys, times are tough. Times get hard as a, you know, full-time, I have a full-time job and I'm a full-time dad trying to do this podcast on the side. You're trying, trying to do anything for your family. And listen, times can get tough. Please, please reach out to someone if you just need somebody to talk to a friend or get professional help. But please keep a track. I know that right now at mental Mental health is a big thing, and I think most people don't realize how bad you can struggle. I think, uh, you know, I I meditate. I do things that uh, try to help keep my mental stability. Listen, you got to look at it this way. It's funny because now in a day where so much information is accessible to all of us, you look at things, and I, ber- I remember I was taking a meditation class, and I believe this study came out, and it's, in one day, we will pro- we process more information than William Shakespeare did in his entire lifetime. We do it in one day. You got to take that time for yourself. You got to get mentally right. Don't try to take on too much. Make sure your goals don't get down on yourself. And if you need somebody to talk to, reach out to someone. All right. So anyways, guys, that's all the time we have for today. I will see you next time on the Vegas Guys Locker Room. Have a great one, guys, and enjoy the all-star weekend for the NHL. Have a good one, boys.